Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is October 15th, 2022, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Give me a follow on Twitter. I would appreciate it. But we're back today with another episode of the All Rookie Podcast to discuss the preseason for our rookies. The preseason just ended. I'm going to give you some news, notes, and recaps of everything you need to know about what happened in the preseason, mainly how the guys played and the ones that played great, ones that didn't show up too much. And they will be a little bit of an indicator on how their regular season will go, at least in the beginning. Starting off with some news, Jabari Smith did sprain his ankle after his first game. We only got to see him in one game. He looked incredible, but he may he may miss a game or two in the regular season, but he should be okay. Uh, won't be out for long. Uh, the Miami Heat waived two rookies. I have to note this because they were both undrafted, but I was very high on them both. Jamari Bouye who scored eight and a half points per game in the preseason, which was more points and more assists per game than Kyle Lowry. And it was in less minutes than Kyle Lowry played, but he still got cut. And Orlando Robinson, the center, undrafted, super talented. He deserves a shot. I think he can be a really, really good big man in this league, kind of like Charles Bassey from last year's class, and he recently got cut as well. Both of these guys deserve a shot. Centers are not a dying breed. You still need them. So keep your eye out on Orlando Robinson. But these two will be playing in Miami's G League squad. So they'll be, they'll get a chance to move on up if there are some injuries or trades. Also, John Butler, undrafted big man from New Orleans, from the New Orleans Pelicans. He was cut as well. He is like Chet Holmgren, but skinnier if that makes sense to you chet is already too skinny in most people's opinion as he was 195 pounds going into the draft john butler was like 160 and a center (laughs) but he could shoot the ball he can dribble the ball and do all that good stuff but he needs to gain like 60 pounds before he will be able to have an impact and right now a lot of people thought he should have went back to school i definitely thought he was he did not. He did not get drafted, and now he is without a team. But good luck to John Butler. His future is bright. He's just got to bulk up a little bit. As far as stat leaders, Jalen Duran not only led all rookies, but he led all players in the NBA in rebounds per game with 12. So he did not score well in this uh, preseason, but he rebounded like a pro. Dyson Daniels led the rookies in steals per game with 2.7. If you are looking for a category player in fantasy, having being good at steals is a good thing. Let's just say that. Um, and as far as points per game, Jabari Smith technically won, but he only played that one game, averaging that 21 points. Batari Eason, if you want to go with more than one game, was right behind him at 20.7 per game, and he played three games. So uh, it's technicality. (laughs) Jabari edged out Tari, but really Tari Eason probably you would say is the leading scorer. Next for blocks, Walker Kessler led all rookies in blocks with 1.7 per game. 
And another technicality, John Butler, who I mentioned earlier with the Pelicans, he had three blocks in his one game. That is just one game, though. Walker Kessler played multiple games, and so that will bring your average down the more you play for 1.7. And in minutes per game, Jaden Ivey for the Pistons, he needed that experience out there. And as far as assist, it's not a point guard. It's the shooting guard slash small four, Jalen Williams from the Pelicans, who led all rookies in assists. Now let's go over some of the guys you are dying to hear from. Like I said with Jabari Smith, we'll start with him. First game and only game, played 24 and a half minutes, scored 21 points, had eight rebounds, two assists, two turnovers. Now that was a really good game for him. You know, he shot 53% from the field, which in college he shot around 42%. And I think he's just finding his way. It sucks that he got hurt. Uh, his three-point percentage was great in that game as well, over 60%. Um, so, yeah, he shot five for eight from three. So he really was lighting it up. I hope that injury doesn't set him back, but he was doing some incredible things. Next, we are going to go with Benedict Matherin. Benedict Matherin at almost 20 points per game. He... Scored, like I said, 20 points per game, two rebounds, two defense rebounds, 3.8 rebounds per game, one assist per game, a half steal per game, almost two turnovers per game. Benedict was incredible out there. He it was in regular season mode from day one. Uh, and he's a rookie that I was struggling with because I wanted to put him in my top four. But I just couldn't do it. But he still was right in that group. And, I mean, he's outperformed that already. So I'm very excited to see his role on the Pacers. Um, It's going to be hard to put him on the bench. I'm pretty sure he's going to start for this squad. Next is Tari Eason with around 18 points per game. It's what is listing here. I don't know if they have the fifth game totally in there yet. But we're going to go with what they say, 18 points, nine rebounds per game, one assist, one steal per game, almost two turnovers per game. And he's just had an incredible time scoring, playing. Yes, and that did just update. So Benedict ended up being second in scoring with almost 20, and Tari's scoring went down to pretty much 18. So, The game's just ended tonight, so I guess they're still (laughs) calibrating a few things. But Tar Eason, incredible uh, preseason, multiple double-doubles in the preseason. He's ready to go. There should be no reason he's not starting for the squad other than veteran commitments. (laughs) They have Eric Gordon, have Jay Shantae. We will see, but regardless, Tar Eason should be getting 20 to 30 minutes per game. We'll see if he gets the Alperin Sengun treatment where there's a player that's really talented only getting 19, 20 minutes per game. We shall see. I'm going to mention Kenny Lofton Jr. He only played one game, but that one game was was incredible. He scored 17 points, and he had five rebounds and three assists and one steal. Now, he's a bit of an enigma. You know, he was an undrafted player as well. But he made such a presence and impact in summer league. I think that caught everyone's attention. 
And now in the preseason, his one game, play great again. We shall see what his role will be with the Grizzlies this year. You know, Jaron Jackson Jr. is out. And now we have news that Steven Adams injured his neck. He could be out. That could open up a spot for Kenny Lofton to get some significant minutes for this Grizzlies squad. Just a matter if they want to give it to him or someone with more experience. Next, we'll go with Keegan Murray. He played two games, averaged 16 points per game, four and a half boards, one assist, two steals. So he had a, you know, he just continued his great play from summer league and he didn't need to play four or five games. I mean, he really was ready to go. Just he needs to play with the starting squad at this point. He has nothing more to prove. Next, we'll go with Jalen Williams, the shooting guard slash forward for OKC with 14.4 points per game, three boards, 5.2 assists, and two steals. And you could say he probably was one of the more impressive rookies in this preseason. I mean, he really did everything for OKC. They did not have a lot of players there to compete for shots and assists. So, um, you know, there's that. But he looked good with the opportunities that he did have. Next, let's go to Paolo Banquero, the number one pick in the draft. Could have started with him, but he's way down here in points at 14 per game. Uh, He had five rebounds per game, two assists per game, one and a half steals per game, two turnovers per game. But it almost seemed like Paolo was out there just perfecting his game, trying things, and taking it nice and smooth, not forcing too much of the issue. You know, his three-point percentage is down at 27%. But if he's going to shoot him, he's going to have to work on that. Field goal percentage was down as well. So he's just going to have to keep working through some things. And a lot of these rookies will be doing that, learning on the fly, implementing moves and things of that nature on the fly. But he has some nice turnaround jumpers and moves out there for the Magic. Very likely to be in the MVP, well, Rookie of the Year conversation even though I have technically Jabari winning it, Paolo's going to be right there. Next, as far as points per game, let's go with Jaden Hardy, the guard out of G League Ignite with 13.5 points per game, two boards, one and a half assists, and a half steal per game. Good to see Jaden Hardy out there getting around 22 minutes per game. I feel there's a path for him to get minutes on the Mavs, but They could easily just have him in the G League the majority of the year. But I really think Jaden is very talented and deserves a shot. We will see if he gets one. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr. will be back. They lost Brunson, which helps, but Tim Hardaway Jr. will be back, who missed most of last year. So we will see. Next, Jaden Ivey, the electric guard for the Pistons. Like I said, he led in points and led in minutes per game, averaged 12 points per game. Three boards, four assists, almost a steal, and a half block per game. Learn He's learning a lot on the fly. Young, inexperienced player. Did some things he shouldn't have. Had some bad turnovers. Averaged uh, three and a half turnovers per game, so that's not great. He's going to have to play under control and, you know, get his court vision better. But he's in a perfect squad to learn. And, you know, not just be on a team where I made a mistake. Oh, no, I'm going straight to the bench. You'll be able to 
work your kinks out with the Pistons. You know, you should be able to. We will see. Next, Shaden Sharp. Very impressive, super athletic, bouncy rookie for the Portland Trailblazers. In 21 minutes per game, around 12 points. Uh, two and a half boards, 0.6 assists, 0.8 steals, and one block per game. Uh, we hadn't seen him all offseason. He got injured in the first summer league game, so it was great to see him come out for Portland. Play all five games, look really good, athletic, ready to go. Uh, I think Portland has a bright future, but I don't know how many minutes he's going to end up getting on Portland. It might be tough. Next, let's go to Usman Dang for OKC. He averaged 11 points per game, three boards, one and a half assists, 0.6 steals. Usman Dang, really a raw prospect. Great to see him getting good minutes, good time out there on the court with his teammates. He needs it. <clears throat> Nikolai Jovic, uh, averaged 10 points per game, five and a half boards, three assists, one steal. Per game, just more development. Oh, I don't see Miami giving him minutes, <clears throat> at least not early on. He has a lot more work to do, but great to see him putting up 10 points per game in five games. David Roddy and Jake LaRavia right there together, the two rookies for the Memphis Grizzlies, <clears throat> around nine points per game. All their stats are very similar, really. The rebounds are 2.8 to 2.3. Um, the blocks are 0.8 to 1.3. The difference is assists. David Roddy with only one, with only 0.6. Laravia 1.3. But Memphis is loaded with talent. <clears throat> Those rookies can come step in whenever they need if they're given the opportunity. Walker Kessler has some impressive plays out there. He only played 18 minutes per game, and he still scored nine points and five boards with one assist. And 1.7 blocks per game. Great to see. Great to see. Let's mention A.J. Griffin for the Hawks. You won't hear much about him this year. Hawks did not play their rookies at all last year. I don't think A.J. will get a ton of minutes this year. But in the preseason, eight points, two, almost three boards. And that was about it for him this uh, summer league. But he shot 60% from three. That's what he's there for. And anything else is the icing on the cake. Now let's go to Patrick Baldwin Jr., a name you hadn't heard much about. The Enigma. You know, he's with the Warriors, averaged almost eight points per game, three boards, and a half block per game. Good to see him out there. Hopefully the Warriors would get his shooting stroke right and get his confidence up because he's going to need it. He shot 50% from three on four threes. Next, Musa Diabate, the Clippers forward, seven and a half points per game, six boards, one assist, one block. Now, he's a guy that came out of Michigan. He could have went back into the went, went, went back to college. Most people were kind of expected him to. He came out, was drafted early second round. He reminds me of JT Thor a little bit. Athletic, can do a lot of things, but a little bit raw. But I feel there's a power forward spot there that you could squeeze Musa in for the Clippers. He had a poster dunk on the Nuggets. Look that up. It's incredible. <clears throat> but there's a small chance Musa Diabate could see the floor for the Clippers. 
I mentioned Andrew Nimhart, first pick in the second round, seven and a half points per game, three boys, 5.5 assists per game. He was really uh, playing great as far as being a point guard, being a good distributor um, for the Pacers. Next, let's go to Dyson Daniels with seven points per game, four boards to assist that 2.7 steals and 0.7 blocks all around production. Um, you just matter, matter if he's going to get minutes or not. We do not know because the Pelicans are loaded with talent. <clears throat> Dalen Terry, important piece, important rookie, six and a half points per game, three and a half boards, three assists, one steal per game. Ty Ty Washington, six points per game, once a one assist, one steal, you know, one rebound. Not much going on there. You know, as as we go down the list, the stats decrease. <laughs> so is there anyone else you want to know? Please let me know. You know, I'm going to go down to Christian Coloco. Points-wise, only 5.4. And the rebounds weren't that great either. But he did have 1.6 blocks per game. I'm very interested to see what he will do if he gets an opportunity on the court because the Raptors – in my opinion, need an upgrade at center. We will see if he gets that shot. I also want to mention Jalen Duran, same boat. Only 4.7 points per game. That is not what you want to see from a player so highly coveted. But what you do want to see is those rebounds, 12 per game, you know, and 0.7 blocks per game. Want that to go up. But those 12 rebounds really stand out. And I think Jalen Duran's floor is great. Um, we just hope he can reach his ceiling. And so for the majority, let's let's go with Jeremy Sohan as well. That'll be the last one I mentioned. He averaged 4.4 points per game, four and a half blocks. I know four and a half rebounds, excuse me. 0.6 assists, 0.6 steals, 0.8 blocks. So all around game, yes. But you still want to see more from Sohan in those 20 minutes. There's a possibility he may start for the Spurs, but we shall see. So this preseason was super intriguing, very interesting. You know, uh, for the most part, a lot of backups played. A lot of the stars really sat out. Um, So it allowed the rookies to shine a little brighter than they may in the regular season, but it also helped them get their legs under them to see the pace, the speed of the NBA game. Uh, and, you know, I hope these rookies get the opportunity. I hope everyone stays healthy. We want, we do not want to see any more injuries. Uh, everyone get well soon. Jabari Smith will be back on the court before you know it. And happy regular season. It'll be here before you know it. Thank you all for listening to another great episode of the All Rookie Podcast. Any questions, hit me up on Twitter at WilliamIsBill. Love interacting with you guys. Love talking about these rookies. I can't wait to see what they do next. Until next time, I'm out of here. Subscribe, by the way. Peace.